0: Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sackdown Sports and watch the show from your desk. I'm not gonna believe this, but just moments ago—not thirty seconds ago—Chris Watkins was looking right there. Why? <laughs> he was, watching, was baseball, watching baseball, which he claims he never watches. I don't watch baseball, Your Honor.
1: <laughs> I. Uh, You're looking at it right now. I peek at it, you know. I just don't. Uh, I don't intensely follow, you know. I, I just. Oh, you know. won. You won. Uh, yeah, you got to um, do what you got to do to get the point.
0: You know? Ryan in Sacktown on the chat, it's deserving because of his baseball season take. Well played. So thank you. I mean, you know, it's so should I even mention uh, that I the appreciate. Giants won today, or do we not even need to mention that? I they... don't
1: think you have to, but you already did, so you might as well go ahead and go ahead. Six to
0: five and ten over yeah. Cleveland, so they're now as we speak, one behind Arizona. Right.
1: In Which the wild card know. race for
0: the final wild card spot. Totally. Yeah. Arizona playing the Mets as we speak. But who cares, right. right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> who
1: cares? Baseball I mean, seriously though, once football started it did I feel like baseball just immediately like could not move baseball to the back burner fast enough once football season started. So you know, it's unfortunate. But once playoffs start, I mean baseball is gonna be front and center all again. So uh you know catch uh, that's, well, that's really I mean, wake me up i'm a the baseball playoffs. fan
0: front and center mm, i mean okay, there was a time sorry. when it would have been yeah
1: i mean i think it hmm, okay yeah <laughs> i guess i i can't i i'm not gonna argue with you about it. actually no <laughs> baseball whitey baseball still does have its fastball okay i'm telling you uh yeah i mean it's maybe it won't be front and center but it'll at least be a part more of a part of the conversation I think mm-hmm. especially once it gets down to you know the last two rounds I
0: just wanted to point out that you were watching literally I was watching literally baseball. watching
1: the game of baseball mm-hmm. yeah
0: but uh when your whole case was built on the notion that you don't watch baseball but yeah.
1: that, you know that's fine I mean it's on as i see <laughs> the Oakland A's give up two home runs back to back Jordan <laughs> Alvarez and uh, i believe that's Alex Bregman back-to-back. if it's
2: on you'll turn your head a few inches to the left to yes. see the to see if there's a home moving. run
1: Mainly. And since there's home runs, I'm excited, okay. I'm watching. But let me tell you, if these were a bunch of zero zero games, I would yeah. be paying attention to you. Okay. Yeah. Which isn't <laughs> a bad idea anyway, since yeah. we're doing a show. I but guess. But yeah. you know as Simone it's pointed funny.
0: out, yeah, Brandon Ayuk, the uh he was the NFC offensive player of the week and he had a great week, obviously, yeah. and they had a great week. And it just it, it reminds me that a couple years ago, Chris Biederman mentioned this yesterday. Ayuk appeared to be in Kyle Shanahan's doghouse. Mm-hmm. And now here he is. He's outstanding. Not only a great receiver, great route runner, but he's downfield blocking yeah. on a 65-yard <laughs> run by Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. is that proof that Kyle Shanahan, in addition to being somebody who draws up great plays, that he's an excellent football coach, that he, through some difficult times with Brandon Ayuk, helped him get to this point where he is now?
1: Uh, I mean, I can't say no. Like, I can't say he had nothing to do with it. Like, obviously, the player has a ton to do with it, but... I agree with that 100%. Yeah, like, you can't say absolutely not. Like, you can't give somebody... You know, you can't say, oh, Kyle didn't develop Trey Lance, but then also not give him any sort of credit for Brandon Ayuk's success. So, that seems unfair. So, I I think he definitely had to have a a role in it. I mean, he never gave up on him in the long run. And, you know, they, they... you know i think they're they're doing a good job now of or seemingly now of of involving him in the offense last year was his first thousand yard receiving season he's kind of been slowly building up to this and again it's kind of become a meme at this point but brandon Ayuk was the best player in training camp we've heard that for multiple years in a row now and i think it's just a sign of his progression uh as a player, but also, I mean, definitely Kyle recognizing that talent and finding ways to get Ayuk as involved as what he was on Sunday, even with the plethora of of talent that they have on the offensive side. He could
0: have a big payday coming up after yeah. this season, right. and I just think that's so impressive no matter who it is. I know your guy, Kirk Cousins, seriously, yeah. he's done it so many times. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the term is he bet on himself. Yeah. When guys are able to do that, mm-hmm. um, and Aaron Judge did that, you know, a couple years ago. Right. When they're able to say, "No, I'm not going to take this now. I'm going to play for this much because I know I'm going to play well enough to make more." Right, Ayuk. It's a little different, but he's you know he has to play well to make his money, and he's off to a great start. That's just really impressive to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what he's been able to do is is really impressive, and again, just the fact that he's been able to to shine with a uh, you know with so much talent around him, and it is credit to Kyle for scheming up plays. To go to him as well. Like it's really easy to just force feed Debo Samuel and, and give the ball to Christian McCaffrey, but it's, it's kind of a scary proposition to go against, not really against the grain, but to feed, to, to feature IUK as much as what they do. So, yeah, I mean, again, you you got to give at least some credit to Kyle Shanahan in, in what he's been able to do, but it's also a credit to every, you know, Mike McDaniel, I'm sure, had to have a role in the growth of IU. Tons That's of people a good point. have run through that offense, and, and, you know, it's not just Kyle. There's tons of people who have credit for, for what they've been able to do as a total, not just even with IU. The thing about Kyle Shanahan
0: as the head coach of the 49ers, there have been ups, there have been downs, of course. And there have been some very awkward situations involving quarterbacks, and it's taken them a long time to get to this point where they may finally have their quarterback. Through all of that, the team has played hard for him. Yeah. And that to me is the bottom line. Mm Is a guy a good coach in whatever he's doing? Or the the woman is a good coach? Well, how's the team playing? Yeah. Are they they playing as well as they could? Mm -hmm. And are they playing hard? Yeah. If they are, then it's like, well, I. Who could do a better
1: job than that? Right. That's a great point because you don't, I don't think a lot of people would think of, especially the way he conducts himself with the media. Like, I don't think you would think Kyle Shanahan's a guy who's really personable. You know, I, he doesn't give off, at least in his interviews, like the vibe of someone who really connects with players. He seems really distant and really methodical and really, you know, about numbers and not necessarily people. But to your point, like the fact that all the players play for him the way they do, the fact that, you know, guys like Trent Williams want to be on this team. Nick Bosa didn't want you know, he held out for about as long as he could, but still, you know, wanted to play football. I think that that's all a sign of the culture that the 49ers have. And yeah, for sure, we've seen instances like with the Jimmy Garoppolo situation and a little bit with Trey Lance that, it's not it's not a perfect locker room, but I I think the fact that you know the the blocking downfield and yeah just the, the how spirited everyone plays for him I think it's a sign that you know he he really is a good coach and and understands the human element of it as well. Like that was kind of the big thing with Josh McDaniel in his first run uh, with the Broncos was people said his X's and O's were great, but he just didn't understand how to really communicate. And the fact that Kyle knows how to do that. And he, you know, he's still a young guy. Like I think it's really impressive uh, how he's been able to put it all together.
0: And even if the players were to say they would never admit this publicly, but let's say you talk to the players, they said, "Right, I don't do it for him. I do it for my team. Sure. It doesn't matter. The yeah. point is they're doing it, and he's the coach. Yeah, so he's doing. He deserves some credit for that.
1: Oh, for sure, absolutely. And you know, I think, I, I think that those things go hand in hand. Like there's no if you, especially with the amount of players that have cycled through the Niners the past couple of years. There's just no way that every, you know, every year it feels like there's players that that will play their hearts out for this team and I think, you know, that's just that's just the sign that Kyle is I think he really does connect with his guys. Like I, I think it would be easy after a couple years your voice gets stale, but it just never feels like this Niner team or or that his voice ever gets stale.
0: Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers has issued his first public comments since his season-ending Achilles injury. Have you okay. heard them? Inspirational. I have not. No. You haven't?
1: I have not. They're inspirational. I'm sure they are. I'm ready. I got my tissues ready.
0: I'm And obviously, you understand that it's difficult for him, what he's going through. I'm completely heartbroken and moving through all of the emotions, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin the healing process today. The night is darkest before the
1: dawn, <laughs> and I shall rise yet again, end quote. That is a quote. Is that literally from Batman? That sounds <laughs> it's, like it's from Batman. It's, Did Bane say that? Did Batman say I that? I hope Batman said it. Somebody's quoting that. Bane. That has to be a quote from something.
0: It just sounds kind of Dark Knight, well, and then, you know, and you put that next to the picture of him with the flag with the running out. The flag, of like,
1: course. <sighs> Dude is a showman. I will give him that. He knows he knows how to how to work a crowd. I, uh, I
2: will say that Bane is my favorite villain. He's the one where I'm just like, yeah, I agree with him. Kind of rooting
1: for him, you know. I mean, he had
2: some good ideas.
1: I thought it was Killmonger.
2: Yeah, it's the two of them.
0: Well, but Bane (laughs) was a judge, like you. Remember when he was sentencing people? Actually,
2: actually, Scarecrow was the judge. Bane made Scarecrow the judge. Oh, really? I actually watched this uh, this (laughs) weekend too.
0: I thought Bane was the one who gave. No, it was Scarecrow. I thought he gave him the choice: do you want exile or death?
2: Yeah, that's yeah. the Scarecrow. Yeah, that oh, the scarecrow.
0: okay. Oh, Death
2: by Exile. Yeah. That's something that I would come up with.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it, is. it really is. Yeah, but that's on a post with a picture of him running the flag out, so. You gotta see if that I, uh, has
1: to be a quote from Batman or something.
0: It just, I, it's it sounds like very it, corny, it's very evocative strange. of Batman, but I don't think that's actually a Batman quote. He'll be back. Oh, Do you think so? Oh, you think darkness is your ally?
1: Are we sure he's going to be back? I mean, it's I I kind of said. Robert Sala said I'd
0: be shocked if this is the way he's going to go out.
1: It's just Robert Sala's still in shock from when he got
0: hurt. That look on his face. I hope he's okay.
1: I mean, yeah that that face needs to be put in uh, the Hall of Fame or something with just him, like the realization that it's like it's week one. (laughs) I have 16 more weeks with Zach Wilson as my quarterback, or 16 more games with Zach Wilson as my quarterback. I mean it's yeah. It it's uh it's it's gonna be interesting what happens in New York here the rest of the year. I wonder if Aaron still like will hang around the facility. Like I wonder if he's if he'll just be completely exiled.
0: I I get the sense he genuinely and I think it's real and genuine that he likes this team and likes being around this team.
1: It seems like it like really adopted the dark. It seems like him and Sauce Gardner have like a legitimate relationship and it it did seem like he had really embraced this team a lot differently than what he would, it, what he had in the past. He was and, looking over his shoulder for years yeah. in
0: Green Bay. They're trying yeah. to replace me. I don't like the coach. The coach is an idiot and they're trying to replace me. Yeah,
1: and he didn't trust the organization. He just it just felt like he never really was comfortable there and he just really let loose. Like we kind of made a joke of the Mr. Rogers thing, but it really seemed like he had just relaxed and and kind of was was taking ownership of this new step in his career and I mean that's what makes it so tough that he went down, but I, I don't know, man. It's just I think at age thirty nine, it's going to be tough to come back from an Achilles, and you know maybe he'll do it for the story and you know to to you know for his own self accomplishment, but. I don't know if we'll ever see the Aaron Rodgers that we expect to see ever again.
0: This may be the answer to your question. Will he be hanging around the team? Coach Salah said, I think it's very important having Rodgers around the team. It's important for him. For him, I think it's the mental health and healing. I think that's very important for his presence, his words. I said he's as much of a football coach as he is a player. Just having his presence, Uh his thoughts, his words, and his leadership. Anybody would want that.
1: Well, he's the highest paid coach in the NFL then because that's – that's really what they're getting from Aaron Rodgers these days. But uh, you know, I'm sure if anyone could use it, it's Zach Wilson. And you know, we talked about it yesterday. But if if Zach Wilson has some good performances, you know, all the credit is going straight to number eight. You uh-huh. know, it's gonna all be, oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He stay. He's been around the facility, and he he's. You can't. He's like Zach's shadow. You can't. You can't go anywhere without seeing Aaron. Always in Zach's ear and and coaching him up. And man, no one wants to see Zach succeed more than Aaron. Can't wait.
0: Night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall I didn't rise. I see the light until I was already a man. <laughs> I shall rise yet again. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Incredible. Coming up. So another, if
2: yeah. yes, LeBron is the, the sun, the sun
1: oh. that makes Aaron Rodgers the night? <laughs> oh, I like what you're doing there. And, it works.
0: Somebody on, on works. chat pointed out he may be claiming to be something else. The whole, I shall rise again. Maybe he's claiming to be on some level more than just- He could be. Yeah, a planetary object. So he's
2: guess- going to go down to Mexico and get his uh, his Achilles healed in a month. Yep.
1: So the reason why it sounds like it's from Batman is Harvey Dent did make a, a statement. The night is darkest just before the dawn, and I promise you the dawn is coming. Yes.
2: Very That's nice.
1: Fact, yeah. Good work. Okay.
2: Yeah, I would say he's kind of Harvey Dentish, right? Yes,
1: definitely. Two-face. Oh, yeah, no. Two-face 100%. 100%. There's the there's Aaron Rodgers, and then there's Mr. Rogers. Mr. Two-face. Mhm. Works out too well. Great work. Yeah. You know, well, that's you, you said I wasn't paying attention, so I had to show that, you know, I was working <laughs> I think over here. I you said you were I did. Where silent. is he? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Coming up next, these new NBA player participation rules and how they will impact you and your Sacramento Kings next on Sacktown Sports. Check out Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and watch the show from your desk please Eddie. Ho-ho. Sackdown Sports. Uh, Whitey Gleason and Chris Watkins. Somebody on the chat mentioned Roger Rabbit. I just wanted to see what you thought
1: about. <laughs> I my was one. like, what is
0: that? <laughs> You've seen Roger
1: Rabbit? Yeah. please I've seen Eddie. ho I don't know if I remember it much. Um, I'm trying to think. That's the one you with, give me, uh, Chris?
0: How many stars?
1: It's pretty good. It's okay. That's one of, that that's one
2: of my- the, You know in those movies, there's those one scenes that you laugh no matter what, and it's the one where he's hiding in his apartment, and he goes, you're under arrest. Woo! it gets me every single time
1: it's a great motion picture I remember nothing about that movie which is unsurprising but I feel like I was really young when I watched it
2: I, I think it came out like 10 years before you were born oh for sure okay well, that makes me The
0: part weird. of most people's brains that's like a movie receptor, yours yeah. just doesn't, just, it's like, it's you're using it for too many other things yeah. or something. And
2: then mine is the opposite. Y- yes,
0: yeah, it's very. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's so big, that part of his yeah. brain. <laughs> it's unusually <laughs> it's large.
1: Knowledge. Yeah. You know what I did yes, the other day? I think it was two nights ago. I was like, oh, you know what? I actually feel like a movie, or watching a movie. I watched Equalizer. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Yeah. That was that was Denzel? The, uh, yeah, that was the cinematic uh, masterpiece that I decided to. Okay, watch. they just
0: made a new one, right? You watched the Equalizer new one three,
1: or? yeah, and I'd oh, yeah. already seen Equalizer One too, which is the, the craziest thing of it all, is I decided to rewatch it. I don't know why. It was either that or Inglorious Bastards, and of course I chose the wrong one.
0: Uh, best Denzel movie ever, Man on Fire.
1: Haven't seen it. Oh, that movie is... I hear great things though. Wow. Over training day? Yes. Jeez. I mean Man on Fire is so good. Remember the Titans.
0: I do. I really like flight. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, do you remember in the NBA when it used to be a thing where players wouldn't play because they were managing their load?
1: Oh yeah, way way play. back. That's yeah. that's done now. Yeah, it's crazy that how that's just in the history. A thing now. of
0: the past because yeah. the NBA Board of Governors today uh, adopted new rules regarding the uh, resting of healthy players, player participation rules. So we talked about this the a little PPR. bit yesterday. Uh, the the, that's yeah, PRPPP. What's P- oh, player participation policy? Ah, the Cr- triple P, e- the E, the player participation policy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's what it is.
1: It's, yeah, the triple P. Yeah, yeah. And the we P-P-P. went over all the
0: rules yesterday. Is there any chance that this works at all? No,
1: no, I don't think so. I, I, it's just, it seems ridiculous. Like, I mean, like. Uh, I don't think that this is going to force, you know, I just don't think it's going to help. I don't think it's going to help the issue. I think it's it's the NBA saying that they're going to do something just for the sake of saying, no, we made a rule to implement, but I just think it's going to be too hard to to try and dictate, and I think teams are going to be really funky with trying to, you know, get around it. They're just going to say – they're just going to put a name to the injury instead of saying rest. They're going to say, you know, you know, re-aggravated knee or something like that, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, no more than one star player is unavailable for the same game. That's what they're trying to enforce. And there are obviously if someone has a broken leg, right? Yeah. But, uh, where this is really going to come to a head is where the league will have to say so-and-so should have been playing this. No, he's injured. Well, you have to prove it. Well, he said he was injured. Well, we have to see the MRI. Are they going to find teams? You know, sometimes the NBA in the off season, they will say, we're going to do this or that with this rule or that rule. We're going to emphasize that. And mm-hmm. then the season comes and they don't actually they do just it. don't. Yeah. I mean, this seems like a, a big policy. Yeah. And like they've spent a lot of time on it to be something that they'd say, ah, never Forget mind. Forget about it. But who knows?
1: Right. And so just so we're clear, this is – you can't have – so you can have one star resting, but you can't have two. Is that correct?
0: Um. Let's see here. Well, teams must ensure that star players are available for national TV and in-season tournament games. No more than one star is unavailable for the same game. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but I th- sounds like rule two supersedes rule one. You <laughs> okay. Know, so it's like, well, but if it's an in season
1: tournament game, tournament, then everybody's your stars gotta play, are yeah. playing.
0: You got to maintain a balance between the number of one game absences for a star player at home and road games, with a preference for those absences to happen in home games. Teams must refrain. This is interesting too. I don't know how this would work. Teams must refrain from any long-term shutdown or near shutdown when a star player stops participating in games. You know, like if you're going to trade somebody, like what the sure. Nets did. Okay, excuse me, the Pelicans, Anthony Davis. Yeah. Well, we don't want to play them because right, we don't want to we want to we trade him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or at the end of last year, with say Dame. That's like what like, I was thinking. That's instantly. This, this what is I was part thinking. of this rules is, is supposed to prevent
1: that. OK, but I feel like with with Dame and those kind Bradley of situations, last year, at the again, end of the season. you just kind of make up injury. like how are you are they going to get independent doctors to to figure out like, OK, yeah, you truly are hurt. Like it just feels like it just feels like really tough to enforce, like unless there's something glaringly obvious that a that a player does. I just don't know how you can point at someone and say, hey you're faking or you're 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 not really injured like especially if it's from the teams that are for the most part like suggesting that it yes, doesn't make
0: sense to me. Because you know, for example, last year, Damian Lillard set out the Blazers' final 11 games, and he had right calf soreness. Yeah, exactly. I'll bet
1: you his right calf was sore. I bet it was. I really bet it was. Now, was it sore enough to miss the last 25 games of the season? Probably not. But again, is the NBA going to send out a doctor to say, if Damian Lillard, he's hurt enough to miss 15 games, but any of the games after, or do you continually check on him to make sure he's, he's actually hurt? Like, it's it just... It feels like something again to say that they have a rule but the the logistics of actually enforcing it and it, you're you have it printed out right in front like there's a lot of different steps to this I just I don't know it, it's a lot of effort that they put into it but I just don't know how they actually are going to execute Here's it. what stinks
0: about this I know there are some people that I think would disagree especially old school people that say in the old days players played every game that's yeah. what you're paid for So I understand that. But to me, what stinks about this is that the problem is the players play too many games.
1: Yes, that's the problem. Yes, absolutely. There's too many games in a constricted amount of time. Yeah.
0: And even though, well, they've had the 82 game season for a long time and they get more breaks in there than they used to. Yes. Yes. But you've got more and more rounds of playoffs. Yep. Yeah, and remember, we're also coming off Games a period... Games are faster, more yes.
1: higher pace, more possession. We're coming off
0: a period where the players had... Uh, yeah, they had the pandemic, and then they the, had the condensed mm-hmm. period where the, the, there was hardly any offseason. Yeah. I would argue that perhaps physically some of them are still feeling uh, the effects of that. But the thing is, um, you c- claim to play... <laughs> you claim to care about player safety and yet well what about too many games Nobody's doing anything about that yeah
1: and that is the problem 100 mm-hmm, percent. i mean like if they don't if they don't reduce the, and i feel like we forget sometimes these men are giants like this is not like the, their bodies have to be really taken care of and yes you know like they're not you know like there's a lot of limbs a lot of things that get injured and it's really tough for these guys to stay healthy over that 82-game stretch. And, you know, there's so many times where, you know, De'Aaron Fox talked about it the other day where people get hurt and you play through injury, but not everyone is capable of doing that. I just think that you're right in saying that the the real root of this issue is there's too many games, but the NBA is never going to reduce it because they have a, a big, you uh-huh. know, media rights deal coming up pretty soon. And the, if you take away games, that means that you get less money.
0: Uh, What's stopping teams from listing players as hurt to avoid the perception that they're resting healthy players? The answer to that is next year with Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Download the
1: Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone.
0: Giants won today, so that means they're only one game behind Arizona for the final wild card spot. And right now, as we speak, Arizona and Zach Gallen they're getting knocked around by Ooh. the Mets four to nothing. But I guess we don't care about that, right?
1: That is correct. Yeah, okay, that is okay. correct. Okay. Yeah, Thanks,
0: but, uh, I don't care.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just uh, you know, football started, so baseball. Hate to break it to you, baseball, but you just don't matter anymore. By the way, you
0: know, you were talking about Harvey Dent, Two Yeah, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones was Two-Face in a Batman movie. Was he really? He was. In, he was uh... terrible. Him and Jim, Jim Carrey
2: was the Riddler. <laughs> I love Batman Forever.
1: I was trying to think which one that was, yeah.
2: I said he was terrible. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, just you're went, right. <laughs> he was just like, he was acting just crazy. He was yes. never, you've got to. <laughs> he was
1: like
0: looking at Jim Carrey like, I don't know, I'm going to do what he does. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't care. never go full crazy. Yeah. Never go full Carrey, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that one. Is that the one, in, uh, which Batman, like is who that plays Clooney? Batman in that one? No, that's uh, Val Kilmer. Is that the one with Robin?
2: Yes. Yes? Okay. Chris O'Donnell, who plays Robin in both of them, but it's two different Batman.
1: Oh, man. Correct. The Batman cinematic universes. Is... And
2: Alfred is the same throughout all of those. Except for? Michael Caine.
1: Yeah. Oh, is he in the original? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, it's it's lying. like an,
2: whoever the first Alfred is, he's the one. Okay. Until Michael came. This
1: is the Robin series without the nipples on their suits. Uh, no, they suits. do have the nipples on oh. the suits. Okay, never mind. I <laughs> do do don't you really a, know where to go from there.
0: Do, do you have a favorite movie? You who don't? Like, do, just in general, yeah. a favorite movie? And I, I I feel like we've talked about this before, but I don't know if we've had an answer. Chris is um, not a big movie guy. In fact, you know, he doesn't watch movies, but he was just looking at something really engrossed. During the commercial break, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not criticizing him or anything, but it's like, what are you looking at? Oh, my buddy just sent me a video about why the Vancouver Grizzlies left so soon. Okay, and I mean, he is just engrossed. <laughs> movies was, like, uh, ah. Yeah. Oh, a video <laughs> on why the Vancouver Grizzlies moved to Memphis.
1: I wish that wasn't so true, but uh, it's 100 percent accurate. You show no lies. I mean, that's the pro- like the problem is the the movies that I would say are my favorite are like the comedy movies, like super bad. Like, but Step- what is
0: your favorite movie?
1: Uh, probably, probably Step Brothers. Okay, but yeah, I mean, all my him. entire movie Rolodex is pretty much like that era comedies, and like I don't like it's the Rogan, the Will Ferrell movies. I've seen all of those multiple times, but like actual cinema, I just no, not really. If I didn't watch it in school, I probably didn't watch it. Okay. Uh 3391140 40 Lambert
0: joins us on Sackdown Sports. Uh hello Lambert. Thanks for hanging. What's up? Well, I was just calling to comment on the Kings roster. I yes. I think Ford should have made the roster. I'm a big fan of his. Uh-huh. Uh, uh big fan and i think that he should have made it and i hope he gets up in there because he can help them he's been through a lot and so he knows how to handle pressure very well so i I wish him well thank you lambert thanks for sharing that yeah that was our guy during summer league we haven't talked as much about him today but uh yeah he's on a a two-way
1: he's on a training camp invite at the moment Uh, i can get the official wording sean cunningham put it out yesterday first um, but he's officially on the training camp roster, and they have some open, like, guaranteed NBA roster slots, and I think they have one more two-way slot. So I think it's still just undetermined so which one they're going to So he still
0: hasn't necessarily made the team for yeah. this upcoming season. Yeah,
1: I would suspect he's probably going to get the two-way just because... He, You know, he's still got a long way to go in his NBA journey. He was just with Stockton last year, didn't get any time with the big club. So, a two-way is definitely a step in the right direction and where he's trying to go. And he can absolutely earn a full-time contract. I think the Kings liked what they saw from him in the summer league and believe there's something there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to prove himself in training camp that he uh, that he can fight with the big club.
0: If you look at the Kings roster and say, hmm, they could use another point guard, yeah. I don't – He's not the guy. I, I mean, I so. want him to be on the team, yeah. and I think he deserves a slot. But yeah. I don't think he's proven enough yet. Where if you say we need another point guard, oh Jordan Ford, yeah, you know what I mean. He's That's still in that slight, developmental yeah, like yeah.
1: slot for them. I don't think he's in the let's give this guy a real shot to see if he's an NBA player right now. I but think we both
0: love. We raved about him all it. summer long. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's a local guy, and I watched him in high school. He was incredible in high school here in Sacramento, and. You know, I I obviously want to see him succeed with the hometown team, but you know, looking at it realistically, he's got a long way to go until we actually see him suiting up regularly for for the Sacramento Kings.
0: And speaking of Jordan Ford, uh, or uh, let's see here, yeah, uh, coming to you via the Folsom Lake Honda. A hotline Folsom yeah. Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop, and we're hoping Folsom Lake Ford becomes
1: a thing at some point. It, it's just too easy. I mean, he went to Folsom High, and obviously the Ford part of it—it it just it writes itself. And uh, if Folsom Lake Ford's hearing this, mm-hmm. it's a—it's just the easiest thing you could do. I mean, it's—it's—it's yes. it's, it's easy money, and it's—it's uh, it's a great promotion. Maybe that could, that could rival a pizza guy. So,
0: and thank you, Folsom Lake uh, yes. Honda. We thank appreciate you, Folsom it. Lake Honda. What stopping Love teams it. here? We were talking about the player participation. Policy.
1: Yes, the triple P. The What's PPP. What's stopping The P policy. Policy.
0: Eddie. What's <laughs> stopping teams from listing players as hurt to avoid the perception that they're resting healthy players? Uh, let's see here. Uh, under the 2022-23 operations manual, it was left to the team's physis- team physicians' medical opinion <laughs> to determine if a player is injured okay. and cannot play for one or more games. Under the PPP. Team physicians will continue to determine if a player is injured. But to promote compliance with the new policy, the league has the right to investigate, okay. including an independent medical review to determine the player's availability. An automatic league office investigation is triggered if the star player misses one or more games involving. Um, let's see your star player, misses National TV or in-season tournament okay. game. Multiple star teammates miss same game or inconsistent statements contradicting player status? <laughs>
2: okay. Does that mean there's going to be a load management cop?
1: Yeah, yes. that's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, okay. one last
2: question. It's going to be a great
0: series on Netflix, too. Uh, back in 2019, the Clippers were fined $50,000 under this inconsistent statement provision. That's when Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers said, um, after Kawhi Leonard was rested on the front end of, of a back-to-back. He was rested. And they asked Doc Rivers what's going on. He said, he feels great. He feels
1: great. And the league said,
0: yeah. Well, if he feels great, why is he not playing? So they fined him $50,000. <laughs> I meant like, fine. I meant
2: fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: I didn't mean okay. I mean, he's been better, but he's relatively okay. Like, yeah, I mean, to me, this is just going to be – I can imagine tons of coaches just saying, you know, I don't, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to leave it to our medical staff. And uh, I'm just not going to say anything because I'm afraid that I'm yeah. going to get the team in trouble.
0: To, to Christopher Lott's point, I, they were. it sounds like you'll have to have investigators here yeah. because the league <laughs> has the discretion to investigate based on the following. Pattern of one-game road absences for star player. Long-term shutdown affecting integrity of game. Unusual, atypical, or other circumstances. So you know you're going to have pe- a bureau of yes. investigators <laughs> on this, and they'll be comparing notes. Hey, did you watch the game last night? Where was LeBron? Yeah, I noticed
2: that too. I thought that was suspicious. Yeah. I thought
0: it was well, suspicious. how many games is that for him that he's done that? Well, let's see. Let me see. Let's get our
2: top men on it. <laughs> this Gatorade is still cold.
1: <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be ridiculous. It's hilarious to me that it automatically triggers once you miss, mm-hmm. you know, national TV games. If you yeah. miss some, you know, some regional games. You know, it's it's on our radar. But the second you miss Did a you national not TV against game. against the Wizards, yeah, we can look it's the fine. other way Okay, on that. yeah, but that's, you know, people get hurt. People just, you know, you got to miss some games. Not everyone's going to play 82 games. You miss one of those national TV games, one of those in-season tournament games. Whoa, 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 whoa. I saw you walking last Thursday, and now all of a sudden you, your limp is gone? Okay.
0: The part of this rule that I'm not really clear on is the rule, and this has been in place. This isn't a new rule. Uh, but they're reminding everybody about the fact that if you don't play, you're supposed to be visible to the public. Did you see that? No, I didn't. That's and you've noticed feeling. that. That's yeah. why, you know, you'll see shots of the bench. And it's like, yeah, so-and-so is yeah. not playing tonight. Yeah. And I don't know why the league feels that's uh, necessary. I guess because they don't want people to think that players aren't playing because they're out in Vegas. Right. I, I, don't... I guess.
1: And maybe it's just a – you know, you're still in the town, and you teams know. must ensure that healthy players resting for
0: a game are present and visible to fans. If a team violates any of those rules, subject to a fine of a hundred thousand dollars for the first violation, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the second, okay. and so on. But yeah, that is not a new rule. That was included in the mm-hmm. 2017 PRP.
1: Yeah. Good luck telling LeBron that he has to he has to travel to OKC tonight. Like, I think he'll just swallow that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I guess it's so that fans can still get autographs or during the game you can still say, oh, that's that's LeBron right there. Like, I guess there's some value in that. but The, the extent part, to which this appears
0: big, kind of heavy-handed is a very surprising.
1: Yeah, the NBA's never – yeah, that's a good point. The NBA is usually very player-friendly even with their rules. Like, there's tons of, you know, workarounds and stuff. But this seems very cut and dry that you must be at – every single game and even, you know, if you're not playing, you better have a good reason for it. And even if you're not, you still better be there. It just feels, I don't know. It, it feels, it feels like they're definitely trying to make an effort, but I, I just don't know if I don't, I just don't think there's any way of fixing yeah. this realistically. It like, feels
0: like a broad overstep yeah. and a lot of it is for appearances to try to convince yeah. us that it's a very serious problem. And we're going to look at these, we're going to take care of this and there're going to be unintended consequences and yes. in some cases it may end up causing more problems than it fixes.
1: I think it will. I definitely think it will. I can foresee yeah, like I said earlier, like I I think people are going to sit out longer now because they don't want to risk this or or anything like that. Like I I just think There's no real real way of enforcing this to its fullest, and uh, you know it. it, It's a good gesture, and yeah, the NBA. I can already picture Adam Silver at next year's All Star game when he's asked this, saying, "Oh, you know, we've taken steps towards, uh, you know, eliminating uh, because because frankly, load management was a really big talking point at last year's All Star game. But you know, this is something that they can say they're taking steps in the right direction and. We're just trying to figure it out as as this in-season tournament is new to mm-hmm. the league. So.
0: Coming up next, three reasons why Aaron Rodgers will be back next year. And Chris mm. Law, do we have a story time available to us? We always have a story time available. Of
1: course. We might have stepped on it with the alien talk, but uh, I'm surprised if there's another one.
0: <laughs> it's all coming up next year. Whitey and Watkins on Sackdown Sports. your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Lockhands. On Sacktown Sports. Guess where I'm going Saturday. You wouldn't like it. You wouldn't go. You wouldn't uh, be caught dead.
1: You're going to see, I was going to say the Giants, but they're going on a road trip. Uh, you're going to go see the Oakland A's. That's right. One yeah. last time. That's right. Oof. Who are they playing? As, as someone that's not a big
2: baseball yes, fan, I love going to the A's game. Mm-hmm. I've never had a bad time there.
1: It's pretty great.
2: Yeah.
0: Pretty Simone's great. right. Uh, the Atleticos y los Padres.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay.
0: My daughter's taken me for my birthday, which yeah. was a long time ago. But yeah. Oh. You get <laughs> I was going to say, hey, we got the same birthday. <laughs> that was many months ago.
1: Happy birthday. Ago, wow! Yeah, yeah, I actually got a uh, birthday present yesterday. It was we celebrated my mom's birthday yesterday, and uh-huh. uh, I got surprised with a birthday present. My birthday's not till October, but uh, my girlfriend, my sister, and my brother-in-law got you surprised. a book that
2: you don't want, re- want to read.
1: Yes, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Score! <laughs> That's it! That's what I would deserve. Score it! You know what they got me? I'm, I do not deserve some this moccasins. At all. I will be going December tenth to uh, Las Vegas to see the Raiders against the Vikings. Wow. Pretty great present. For your mom's birthday? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that's what I thought was weird, too. I was like, we were celebrating my mom's birthday, which my mom's birthday is Friday, so uh, happy birthday, mom. But Uh yeah, uh, they surprised me with... uh, with uh yeah tickets to the game on December tenth so well good excited for that yeah. yeah not to one up your you know your your great A's game or anything like that but that's okay going know. to Oakland to watch the A's <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> the Vegas the Coliseum yeah. you know hey you know in some ways the Coliseum is is more of a wonder than Vegas is mm-hmm. well good for you good That'll, for and you something to, and it's something good for to look us good all for all on. you know what good for all us. Yeah. good Bravo. for
0: America yes <laughs> before we get to story time. Uh, just real quick here, Aaron Rodgers is still a story today, especially yeah. now that he says um, it's darkest He's before the, the dawn, and I will rise. Yes, uh, three reasons why. I, honestly, he will be back. One is okay. I, as we said, I do think he honestly likes this team and likes being on this team, yeah. and he likes being on this team and being the guy, the mm-hmm. unquestioned guy, and makes him feel.
1: Yeah, definitely. he loves it. He loves it. he like yes. relishes in he it. He
0: loves it more than he thought he would love
1: it. Yes, I definitely think so.
0: Yeah. Two, they are a talented team, and now. They have a whole season plus the off season sure. to figure out how to make the offensive line better, too.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I think offensive line would have been the storyline all year long, and that defense claims to be really incredibly legitimate, so... You know, it'd be it's a good time to showcase it. I mean, they're really going to need it this year. So I like those two reasons so far. What's number three? Thirdly, you look at his
0: post today where he he said it's always darkest before the dawn, but I will rise again. And he had the picture of him running out on the field with the flag. Yeah, he loves that idea of doing that again. Yeah, maybe he'll even have the flag again when he comes out on the field to play, having recovered from
1: Achilles. Surgery. I'm convinced. You just convinced me right there. Like, he's going to do it just for that moment, just so he could post it. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, Aaron tries to act like he's not part of this digital age, but – He's gonna do it for the gram. If anything, I could see him literally coming back just so he can post that picture of him, him. running back out. No, I mean great, all power great to motivation. Exact. Whatever motivates him, absolutely. Like I, you know, I, in all seriousness, like I've spent pretty much my entire adult life hating Aaron Rodgers, sports hating Aaron Rodgers, and to a little bit, a little extent, real life hating Aaron Rodgers and. Like I am rooting for him in this recovery. Like it is, it's really grueling, and you know, at the age that he's going to try and do it at, it's pretty unprecedented. And you know, I, I think it would be a really cool story to kind of have him come back, and if he could actually be good too, that would be awesome.
0: I really do like the the path you guys travel down, which is comparing NFL quarterbacks to superhero movie villains. Yes, uh, so that was but great. we have maybe tomorrow.
1: Yeah, we can do that tomorrow. We got a short show tomorrow, as a short matter of fact. That's right. Yeah.
0: That's right, because you had Aaron Rodgers Two Face, right?
1: Yeah. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers Two Face is great. Um, we got to figure out like we got we got time. Yeah, we got time. We got time. Yeah. We got time. Yeah. Right now, we
0: gotta, we've got story time with Judge Verlod.
2: We interrupt this program an announcement. It's
0: that time of the day where Chris Verlod gives you the stories that
2: you need to hear, or maybe not. <laughs> Okay, gentlemen, I've got a couple for you. We oh, can go to China. We can go to New Zealand. It's almost Chris's birthday, so he can pick.
1: Or we can go to Florida. Uh, you know what? Let's go to Florida. Why not? We're going to end up it's there It's all reliable. You know, this works. Yeah.
2: All right. Clearwater Beach, Florida. This is courtesy of the Tampa Bay Times. Do you guys okay. remember when Hurricane Adalia made nar- landfall north of ta- uh, Tampa Bay?
1: Never forget it, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, last Wednesday, almost all the hotels on Clearwater Beach were empty after Pinellas County had issued an evacuation order two days earlier. Well, almost all of the hotels were empty, except for the 286-room Hyatt Regency Clearwater Beach Resort and Spa, which stayed open the entire time. Sounds fancy. They also sent emails and slid notes under guest doors saying, quote, We have not been ordered to evacuate Clearwater (laughs) Beach. They also they also added that the resort and restaurants would remain open. Oh, jeez. Not only should the hotel have been evacuated because of an ev- evacuation order, but they should have evacuated a day earlier when the National Weather Service issued a hurricane watch for the county, and that's due to a rule that would ease congestions when there is an evacuation order that hotels leave first. Wow. The Hyatt declined to answer why it told guests <laughs> there was no evaction, evacuation order in place. And in a statement, General Manager Jeff Thompson deferred questions to local authorities and added, the safety and well-being of our guests and colleagues is always a top priority, okay. and even more so during natural disasters.
0: Doesn't seem like Fortunately,
2: it. Fortunately, no one was hurt. No one was killed or injured. There
0: you go. Do we have any idea how what their occupancy was? But they, they, they did have guests, huh?
2: They they had guests. It wasn't full, but there were guests of other hotels evacuating. Oh, And okay. they're like, why is... Why is the, the parking lot still open? Yeah. And Why are people
1: going to the hotel now? Because Florida, that's why. I try and tell them what to do. Yeah, bottom line, it worked out. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem is that's exactly what those people are going to say. I mean, they're going to be like, see, I don't understand what all this fear was about. <laughs> we stayed open and everything was fine. So y'all are keep overreacting to these natural disasters. Okay, we told you everything's fine.
0: Yeah, while y'all was evacuating, I had a delicious chili cheeseburger in the, in the, <laughs> the restaurant. It was very
2: good.
1: Peel and shrimp, half off. <laughs> <laughs> unsurprising that it's Florida, and very unsurprising that it's the Hyatt that uh, that decided to stay open, but
2: unless they are one of our sponsors
1: which which of course you know which well, that's a fine are. i yeah. mean that is a, it's a fine, fine establishment yes. i mean very it truly is establish- yes <laughs> very fine establishment yes. which is why i'm not surprised that the people who stayed there were probably like you're not going to tell me what to do yes it sounds like a win win yeah i mean as long as everyone's healthy and and stayed didn't no no deaths i think uh, i think that's a victory and uh, hopefully next time they listen to the emergency service system
0: uh, congratulations again, Chris, on your very bold prediction today. Your very bold you we- prediction.
1: <laughs> you went way more bold than I did, so thank you for for just once again opening the doors of of this being a safe space.
0: It seemed like you had kind of um, uh, what's the word when you have the the moment of uh, clarity and uh, uh, an epiphany. It, it's an epiphany. You had yes. like, hey, forget all this conservative, yeah. uh, couching it in yep. reason stuff. Fifty plus wins. Let's for go the Kings. for it.
1: And then I mean, then we had a caller on and say he's going for fifty two. I, you know, I'm just tired of being safe. Tired mm-hmm. of being safe. It's time to go for it. Maybe should go to Florida. Maybe we should <laughs> tired right, of being safe. Thanks
0: for being with us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Sacktown Sports. Sports.